The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it, this is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path, no way Yo, 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 yo Yo, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Let go Alright, let's go What's good, TSF Entertainment fans? This is your boy, the Juggernaut of Souls, and I'm with the bro, Retro CG. And we're about to do a recap on the TV show Power Season 2. So y'all sit back, relax, enjoy the vibe, and listen to the show. We appreciate you. What's up, TSF Entertainment Podcast fam? So, bro, uh, Season 2. So we just got through Season 1, and... um, What's your thoughts on where where we're going with the story? Um, I don't like what's going on with the fam right now. Um, seems like there's a lot of disharmony going on with the fam right now. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I say for the most part, you know, I think everybody, you know, I'm, well, not really everybody. I'm going to say, um, you know, uh, Tasha and Tommy have their own agenda. They are realizing that you know, Ghost is actually um, in consideration of going legit, and he want to start him a, um, you know, a franchise, a nightclub franchise. Uh, Truth, I think that basically they want him to stay in the game because you know it's kind of like you know what you know what the you know what side your bread is buttered on. They know it's it's easy street. It's always came fast. Can't everything always came fast on. It's always been quick money. And now that Tasha is noticing that um, money is not coming as fast with the club opposed to the drug life, she's, you know, kind of in this nervous state. Like, what are we going to do if you completely go legit and you're out of the game? But I don't understand it because they've they've amassed some wealth. I mean, they're not billionaires by far. But they have amassed enough wealth for them to live comfortably. Obviously, I mean, they're living in a penthouse, you know. So they're not hungry for money. I mean, they still got the laundromats, they got the club. So all these are means to income. The drug money should supplement that life. You know, it should say that, hey, um, you know, we're not going to be able to live lavishly because we're not selling drugs. I mean, at the end of the day, they've been in the game long enough now. They should know there ain't no winning in drug dealing. But yeah, I definitely see where Tasha's getting a little squimish. Um, she doesn't want Ghost to fully extricate himself from the drug life. But I think Ghost is, is seeing that, nah, this is not going to be a happy ending. Right. I will, I, will, I will really, you know, just to piggyback off you said what you were saying, I would think that you're right on that. You know, um, basically she's looking at it in a, ma- a magnitude like, oh, you know, what am I going to, what are we going to do, you know, if this don't work out? She's instantly on the, the negative aspect of it because she's been shown the numbers for the club for the night. And, you know, she's, you know, like you said, a little squeamish on it. But, um, you know, like Ghost said, there's no retirement, you know what I'm saying, plan in the drug game. You either right. dying or you're in jail, you know what I'm saying? And basically, she's not trying to hear that because everything is coming so quick to her. It's instant, 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 instant. And like you said, even though the life is not that bad, you know, with, you know, him transitioning into the, the legitimate life, you still have the, like you said, the laundromat and the other businesses, along with Truth and him trying to build a nightclub franchise. 
you know, she can't see the big vision because she's still thinking. That's your retirement you know, plan. That what he's trying to right. put in place for you is your retirement plan, dumbass. That's your exactly. retirement plan. That's something for your kids to grow up and inherit. That is something that you could be uh, a privately owned business. You know, right. th- that's your retirement plan. I hear running these streets that there is no retirement plan in there. And I'm not I'm not exactly. feeling where we're going with this. They're they're being very selfish. Granted, Ghost is being somewhat selfish too because he's trying to force them to buy into this philosophy of his. It it, it should have been a mutual decision between them, especially since it affects all of them. By him right. removing himself from it affects their drug business. So if they wanted to carry on the drug business, then they had they should have had a right to figure out how they were going to move forward if Ghost was going to remove himself from the drug business. But Ghost is wanting to get rid of being Ghost. He wants to be James. He wants to be James right. St. Patrick. And, you know, Tommy wants to be Tommy. Tasha wants to be Tasha. And Ghost wants to be a legitimate well-respected businessman. As a black man, he wants to be regarded as a businessman, not a drug dealer. So right. I, I don't feel like those are selfish reasons per se that will hurt others. I feel like he wants to grow. He's getting older. He has children now. Let, let's let's focus on building a life rather than outrunning the life. And eventually, exactly. they're not going to be able to outrun the life. But right. you know, his crew ain't seeing that. And right, I'm, I'm exactly. Really featuring his wife right now. I'm not getting the feels from her on how she is supporting her husband. You know, she's negative. She's not right. encouraging, and it's forcing him to run to another woman because he's getting that encouragement from Angela. He's getting that right. support from his high school love and not his wife or his right. And you, right, and you can see from the um when you know the reaction he gave Tasha versus the reaction that he gave Angela when Tasha said, I think you're going to be the biggest damn drug dealer uh, in New York. And then you have, whereas he told Angela what his ultimate dream was and Angela was like, Hey, go for it. You know? And I think that's what kind of pushed him more towards Angela per se because he already had a thing for her from back in the day but her instantly supporting his dream she was all for you know what I'm saying hammered. right exactly. with her because he felt like this is what should have been all along I think if they hadn't had that period of time where they were separated they would have been that power couple per se um, right but in this case now, he's trying to rekindle that with Angela. And to me, this is the secret of seasons. I mean, all of them bear some secrets, but it seems like everyone in this season through the storytelling is has hidden agendas. You know, right. Tommy is trying to create a life with Polly, which is just, this is all wrong. This is totally wrong. <laughs> Tommy is going way too far with this trash box. I mean, he's really, really getting in too deep with Holly. Tasha, she's running around with Sean. She's manipulating him. She's using sexual innuendo to manipulate him to find out what's going on with her husband and the drug business. Right. Um, Ghost is trying to secretly get out of the drug life and set up a new life. And then he's trying to pick up his old thing with Angela again. So I feel like everyone right. is operating on hidden, hidden agendas right now. It's not good for the family right now because the family is divided. Um, and when I say the family, I'm talking about Ghost, Tasha, and Tommy. That's the family. And right. I feel like the family right now is divided because everyone is operating on their own motives. Right, right, right. Exactly. I, I agree with you totally. And I think that... Um, you know, basically, he was trying to set the whole thing up where Tommy could have still did. Tommy wanted to be out in the streets and do his thing. Tommy would have been the next. Right. He would have been like he would have been the heir to Ghost Throne. You know what I'm saying? So he would have exactly. took over everything. But because Tommy is a firecracker, you know, he's a loose cannon. He couldn't see that. 
you know, he wanted Ghost right there with him, you know, and I mean, I, you know, Tommy, Tommy has a very important role in the show, obviously. Um, he's one of the, one of the main characters, but I believe that in a magnitude, it's almost like misery loves company. It's like, well, I'm not trying to do the club thing. Why are you trying to do the club thing? And this is your thing. You know, so if this is what you want to do, then don't try to put me into this life because this is not what I want to do. You know, but it goes back to the hidden agendas and the motives because Ghost's real motive for opening the club was not to clean the drug buddy, it was actually to fulfill his dream, his father's dream. You know, uh, we see where he mentioned standing out um, um, in front of Truth one night. Um, I think we see this in season one where, you know, he's he's paying homage or tribute to his father's mm-hmm, um, yeah, yeah. run in the nightclub. So I think Ghost has vicariously wanted to emulate that that lifestyle to be a club owner. For Tommy, he looked at this, and probably Tasha as well, more Tommy because he was actually vocal about it. But for Tommy, he looks at this as this is a way for me to clean even more money. The club does twice as much as the larger mess does in a week, right. in a night. You know, I can clean even more money, which means I can slang even more dope, which means I can stack even more bread. So right. for Tommy, it's all about the numbers. Right. Do you think that with, um, like you said, going back to what you said, and, you know, uh, at one point, Ghost did mention that that he's fulfilling his father's dream as being a, a successful club owner. Um, do you think that personally – um, due to the fact that Tommy wanted to continue to use the club, use the club to launder money and clean money through, do you think that that would have hindered? Um, you know they there if this would have went basically to plan, Ghost being a successful nightclub owner, Tommy being number one because Ghost is out. Do you think that? that would have ultimately hindered their relationship and they would have went basically party ways because Tommy wanted to continue to use the club to clean, clean, clean the money and ghost wanted to use the club to basically, you know, live a legitimate life. It goes back to what I was saying about that weren't a conversation between the family. That should have been a round table. That should have been a sit down and say, okay, this is where we're at. This is where I want to go because this really could have been a 50 50. This could have been a win win. Okay, Ghost, you want to be out this situation. Okay, Tommy, I need something to, to clean my money through. Okay, so the plan could have been okay, well, Ghost, you're going to run the nightclubs. You're going to live this um, nightclub life. I'm going to still, I'm going to continue to still keep my drug network going. I need a place to wash this money. So, you know, Using ghosts to launder the money, clean the money would have benefited Tommy, and um, having access to that money could have benefited Ghost in developing this franchise. Okay, hey, you know, I- I'll let you watch the monies in the club, but this is what I'm going to need. I'm going to need a financial investment to open a new location. I'm going to need a financial investment to get this franchise going. It could have been a win-win for all of them, and all right. of them could have played their respective roles. Tasha, you keep the books. Ghost, you run the business. And Tommy, you run the streets. It, it, it could have been a win-win. But in the storytelling, we would not have had all the dynamics in power if that scenario would have went that way. But it could have worked to all of their advantage if they would have used each other for their strengths. Okay, gotcha. Um, wh- okay, next question. Holly. <laughs> and we talking oh. season... Holly, and we think it's season oh, two. Trash box. <laughs> and we talk in season two recap. Um, as you know, uh, a lot of things took place in season two. Um, what do you feel? How do you feel um about Holly and the things that, that started from taking that, that bullet? That was the first thing. <laughs> And, <laughs> and the things that and the things that uh took place in season two, um, do you think that that was basically Tommy's start to a slippery slope downhill, Dillon? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. First of all, going back to our season one recap, going back to season one in general, Tommy should have checked her from 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 the start gate. You create issues in my family. First right. So if you're going to be part of this family, I need you to get in where you fit in. Okay, because we're talking about we, we, we've grown together. We've been a family all these years. Right. I'm not going to let someone come in and disrupt that. So first of all, you should have checked her ass about the tension that she was causing in the family. And then we see that Holly wants control. She wants power. That's what the show is about. Everybody's rise to power. Somebody wants power. Holly wanted to be Tasha. She wanted that life. She wanted to be a drug dealer's wife, girlfriend, and and she didn't know what the job description was for a drug dealer's wife. Right. I mean, and and even though she was grimy enough, she was dirty enough to fit that job description, she didn't really know what that entailed. Right. Holly was bad news. I mean, she was getting way too close to the drug organization, meddling in business, talking to the feds. She was she was perpetuating conflict between Ghost and Tommy when there really wasn't conflict right. between Ghost and Tommy. Like she would always be on the side whispering in Tommy's ear negativity about Ghost. And then you know Tommy's always suspicious of everyone and everything anyway. So he doesn't really fully trust anyone, including Ghost. Right. So the least little negativity she fed him, he 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 fed into that. So it, it allowed him and Ghost to start going through tension. And then we had Kanan to the mix. Kanan was um, bad news for both of them. But both of them had a level of respect for Kanan, which I just didn't understand why Ghost was so so asphyxiated on listening to everything that Kanan said to him. You set this man up to go to jail. You took this man's spy. So why do you treat him as he's your advisor? Why do you treat him like he's someone that's giving you good advice? In the back of your mind, you should always be suspicious of the fact is if he's suspicious of you. Right. Could this nigga figure me out? Could he be don't put together? And he did. We saw that he did. We knew that Kanan knew that Ghost would be the only one that could come up with this scenario that got me locked up on these charges. So in the back of Ghost's mind, he should be suspicious of that at all times, thinking that, hmm, this nigga might be don't figure me the fuck out. I might need to move a little differently when I interact with him. Right, Feed him exactly. with a long wooden spoon. And same thing with Tommy. You letting this girl get in your house. You letting her get up in your drug business and your money. And, and Tommy was just, I understand he was hungry for attention. He came from a broken family. Obviously, Ghost and Tasha has been his family and the kids. Right. But now he sees an opportunity for him to have some of his own. So he's, he's grasping on to that. He's latching on to that. But he's not seeing the consequences that are unfolding by his affinity towards Holly. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So you would say, like, for the most part, like, um, would you agree that to a certain extent that – um, Tommy is a little bit uh vulnerable in that life when it comes to having somebody next to you know by his side and you know uh on an emotional on an emotional point yes right he's right gotcha he's exactly very, he's very vulnerable very I mean well what are your thoughts what are, what are your thoughts in regards to um the family and Holly and wh- where we're going. I think that personally, he should have um, listened to what Ghost told him day one when he asked who the redhead was. You know what I'm saying? When he said "hands off the merchandise, motherfucker," that that right there, he, you should have you should have basically listened to him and let him. You know what I'm saying? And basically let him quarterback the whole thing. He was letting you know right there. You know everything that glitters ain't gold. That's you right. know, but on a I, on the other hand, Tommy had his own, like you said, his own hidden agenda. You know what I'm saying? He was in the club. Oh, I'm the boss of this. I'm the boss of that. I run. Um, I'm. 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 I'm owner of the club too. And you know, um, big head, right? Big head, hot boy, hot boy. Right. I mean, even his interaction with Cantos, even his interaction with Cantos was somewhat combative. Like you know, I get that Tommy's not a a step and fetch type of guy. He doesn't know how to play the political side of things. Tommy's very raw and uncut. But in this aspect, you guys are trying to pass as legitimate businessmen. 
you know, Ghost, that's why Ghost wears the suits. That's why he's in Tom Four. He's in Louis Vuittons. He's walking around in Gucci. He's he's dressing the part. He's trying to he's trying to paint a picture that I am this legitimate club owner. Right. Dial down dial down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta you gotta you can't walk into a business meeting with with your uh, with your Tim's on or your Air Max with your Air Max is on and your um you know your your New York Yankees fitted you can't walk in a biz you can't walk in a business meeting like that you gotta you gotta come in there you know suit tucked and you know suit suit tucked pressed and everything shirt shirt in and you gotta be ready to do business you know and then on the opposite side of things you got Tommy Tommy out here in these streets he's not the he's not the businessman sit at the table type you know when it comes down right. to the the legitimate right. side of things now when it goes down yeah, I like when Tommy it, swag I ain't gonna lie I like Tommy oh yeah swag. yeah no I, doubt I, no I, doubt I like no doubt swag. no doubt I mean hey right he keeps the street but he's right. got a kind of like a little street with a twist, you know. He's not a white t-shirt, dicky street. He's more kind of like a conservative, contemporary street look. So I right. really like the way Tommy dresses. Um, he wears a lot of dark colors. I um, mean, he's gritty. He's dirty. He's he's rough around the collars. But I do feel like when it came to him interacting with the club side of things, he should have kind of dumbed it down a little bit, even if it was just a casual look, polo shirt, you know, type deal like that, when you're coming into club and dealing with cantos and making these money drops, because he's already looking at you sideways, like, you know, every club I've ever managed, I've always did the money drops, well, this is how we do things right here, you know, you come right. in, you fucking, you fucking the bottle girls, I mean, and, and you coming in, you drinking at the bar and shit. I mean, you you bringing unwanted attention to how y'all really are. You know, at least Ghost was able to mask his. Tommy, you all out in the open. You let everybody know you're a hot boy. Right. You know? I mean, hey, you saw that as far as like in the first season. He brought, he brought, he brought the, he brought the, uh, you know, brought the whole you dig to the club. Like, hey, they need to be dealt with and dealt with right now. And I feel like that's going to be something that's going to come back and haunt them. I, I just I didn't understand the relevancy of that, and I guess that comes back to their dependency on ghosts. They can't make moves, they can't make decision making, and they can't do work. They can't do work without ghosts. Like Tommy should have been able to handle that situation. You're 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 the right hand lieutenant. You should have been able to dead that situation literally because that's what y'all end up doing with dude. Y'all killed him. So I didn't understand why you needed Ghost's involvement in that to make a decision that was affecting your organization. Back to the dependency on Ghost. Even with Tasha's dependency for financial support, they're dependent on Ghost to make all the decisions. But then when Ghost makes decisions that they don't agree with, then everybody gets in their bag. Everybody in their feelings. He's being selfish. He's changing. He's this. Y'all have given this man carte blanche to make decisions for the family, but when he makes decisions that y'all don't agree with, then y'all y'all mad. Right. It's tantrum time. It's tantrum time. And I think personally, time. I think personally with that whole situation at the club, like you said, I think in um future seasons that's gonna come back to bite them. Hell you know, yeah. whether it's yeah. whether it's uh, season three or later on down the line, I think it's gonna Hell come yeah. back to bite them. Um, I think that personally, Tommy should have handled that situation out on the streets instead of handling that in the business establishment. You know what I'm saying? I think that shouldn't Especially have never, they're, you, they're you, you crossed, right. You crossed the path. You crossed that path. You know, you you crossed the two streams on that. You know, you should have kept kept that out on the street and then say, "Hey, ghost, I you know I had a um." you know, got word that this person did this and this and this, I dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? And basically, you know, if ghosts say, hey, why you didn't alert me to why you, you know what I'm saying, you clap dude, then, you know, that's something you deal with. But if he say, hey, he didn't want to give me no intel, he know who did it, but he was scared to tell me who did it, so I got rid of him. Yep. So, what do you think, what do you think about Tasha and Sean. I feel like this is very dangerous ground that we're 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 charting on dangerous territory at this point. Dead ice. 
whatever you want to call it. I think this innuendo that she's and, and, and Sean is clearly a young boy and he's very impressionable and he's very easily to be manipulated. And what we're seeing Tasha do is manipulate him. How do you think that's going to affect her marriage? I think that personally, um, she overstepped all boundaries. Um, Sean is gullible. You know, uh, you you basically you're building up this lust, you know, and this um, excessive amount of want for your boss's wife. Um, I think that basically Tasha is, you know, again in the future at some point in the time is going to gain more feelings for this boy Sean. Um, but Sean is a sucker, you know what I'm saying? And I think Tasha know that she can manipulate him and that he's looking at it like, you yeah, know. All she got to do like, is pop a pussy in the back of the trunk. That's all she has to do. And, Fuck it. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, rub on his chest a little bit and this is why, he, why he's standing there, you know, or whatever. Tell and, him to go get some groceries and have him come over while you're naked and, in the shower. I mean, yep. And exactly. And he's, and he's a student. And right there after that. He a first 48 snitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it. That's all. I think she basically manipulated him um, at one point. I'm going to give him the minimum um, that I have to give him in order to get what I need in a major, majorly. You know what I'm saying? I need to know what Ghost is out here doing. And I know he's, you know, having conversations in the truck. I know Sean is taking on the meetings. I know Sean is overhearing things. What's going on? So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play in my ass a little bit here while, and Sean get to, get to see it. And he's going to be fascinated by that. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going <laughs> to tease him a little bit. I'm going to tease him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Get him hard, and then he's going to give me information that I want to hear. So <laughs> at one point, that's what it was. You know, then it went as far as Shim, um, you know what I'm saying, her giving him some ass, you know, and then he really was, you know what I'm saying, gone in the head then. Right. You know, so I think that personally she knew that Sean was a sucker. You know, she didn't come out right along with it and come right out and say he was a sucker. You know, I think eventually she started to draw closer to uh closer to Sean after um realizing that Keisha wanted to fuck him, you know, and basically she was just like, Well, let me tag, you know, I feel like she was just kind of like, Well, let me up the ante a little bit and tag him before um Keisha tag him. You know what I'm saying? And basically, I mean they shared each other leftovers, you know what I'm saying? She took, yeah. Keisha took her fucking hand-me-downs and you know what I'm saying? Tasha, you know what I'm saying? Did the same dick Keisha did. So what do you think about the whole Ghost and Angela in Miami? Like we're any other couple episode. I actually like that episode. I like the, uh, the way it was filmed. It, it really felt like, you know, they were a happily married couple and I think it's something that goes wanted to experience with Tasha and even though we we don't see much of their backstory other than what's mentioned in conversation and that really irritates me when it comes to a show like this where we're at in this show because to me some of the character build up involves a little backstory mm -hmm. and being able to see how him and Tasha had interact in their marriage and their relationship as opposed to how we see him and Angela interact maybe that will help us understand why he is cheating right now why he's going outside of marriage right now from what it appears to be tasha has only supported him when it comes to criminality illegal right. things you know uh and you know they fucked obviously and had a few kids along the way but that's usually just us celebrating in the moment of our criminality but really wasn't really love you know, was it really right. love? Was there right. really affection? Was there really because you see with Ghost and Angela, they they enjoy having sex. They enjoy being intimate with each other. They enjoy having a good time. And if you and it's not even about living a lavish life, even though Ghost is trying to impress her with money and 
buy her heels and jewelry and shit like that. She don't seem to be impressed by that. She makes good money. I'm sure she probably makes six figures. I mean, she's a assistant United States attorney. I'm sure she'd make a decent salary. I, I, she doesn't look, even though she lives in a shitty ass apartment, I, I think that for her, I think she makes money that she, she she's content. You know, she's not out here hungry, right? Right. Um, and so the whole Miami trip to me felt like a honeymoon for Ghost and Angela. It exactly. Felt like, you know, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth on that one. I mean, that's what it looked like. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I would agree with you on that, though, because if you think about it and I mean, you know, you see all the different scenes and um or whatever. To me, it was kind of like. When and it's kind of, and that's and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like when you've seen episodes where Ghost and Tasha was smashing. It was kind of like he was fucking Tasha, but right. when he was with Angie, it's kind of like he was, you know, what I'm saying, making love to her man, like. He yep. wanted her, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, basically, he was into her. And with them and being... we saw that level of intimacy even before he found out who she was. Exactly. Because back to what you're saying, piggybacking off of what you're saying, I do feel like he fucked her mind. He was mind-fucking the fuck out of her after he found out what she did and how close she was to them. So the, the intimacy became twofold. I'm getting my rocks off, but at the same time, I'm really having to get inside her head. I'm really having to give her my best work and let her know that I love her and, and I got her, I got to keep her into me, which is why we see Tasha kind of just come un, unglued about the whole situation because she knows that once Ghost puts his heart into something, that it's around. You know, he, he's not going to let go. Right. And even before he found out who Angela was, he, he truly was intimate with her in a way we didn't see him intimate with his own wife, the mother of his three kids. Right. And I think as a, you know, when you see those episodes, when you see those see those uh episodes and you see those um you know those scenes in the show, I think that personally, like you said, when they were in Miami, I think because Angie supported the dream. She knew she you knew she knew he was going was down there to, to he was, was willing to be a part of that with him. Right. And, and she's talking about getting a transfer to Miami and they said exactly, the house together. Exactly. She wanted to be a part of his dream. Exactly. Whereas Tasha wanted to remove herself from the dream. Right. And you see them like they wake up, they on the they wake up, one of them is standing out on the balcony, the other one come out wrap their arms around each other, they kissing, they hugging, man, like, this is a beautiful scene, I could do this forever, I can I can do this every day, I can wake up like this every day, and just the overall vibe that they had with one another, it's like... They were happy, they were both like, happy in a moment, in a moment in time, exactly. they were happy, happy as fuck, but meanwhile, back in New York, where it's gray, it's gritty, it's grimy, it's dirty, Tasha is dealing with the aftermath of losing her husband because at this point she's starting to come to the realization that I'm losing my family right. and then we're starting to see slowly how that's affecting the children because I mean and, and I guess Keisha is the blame for this I mean Keisha and Tasha's mama we see plant seeds in Tasha that grow even though she might give them the boot in, in that moment in the conversation right. she told Ke right. Keisha that she was simple and she didn't understand because she didn't have a man or a husband but on the real she paid attention to what the fuck Keisha was telling her like her oh, mama yeah. was trying to tell her about you know how ignorant her ass was you know she she may not have responded well to the conversation but in, in, in hindsight she goes back and she thinks about it and like, hmm, let me go ahead and search through this nigga's bag. And that's when she found out that Ghost was tipping out on her and shit. And she put him out. Do you feel like she should have put him out without having a conversation with him about why she was putting him out? Because I believe that's going to be the beginning of the end of their family. Because the kids, you know, they're unbeknownst as to why dad's not home anymore. You know, just like when that scene where her and Tariq was in the kitchen and she's cutting up them apples and she don't change the lock code on the elevator and she man can't get in. And, you know, to me, I felt like she should have handled that a little differently before she just put him out. 
But I know that she also responded out of anger, out of hurt, because, you know, she wanted to go to Miami, or at least she offered to go. She finds out he's there with another woman. She's at home with three kids. And, you know, this is my life now. So she responded out of anger, but I feel like that's not going to be a good fit for her family. Exactly. I think that personally, she she realized that she was losing grasp of what she had, what she have. And personally, I think that if she would have, you know, just kind of supported his dream instead of saying, hey, you are a drug dealer, not a club owner. And you that's know all she saw him as. And that's and all she saw him She would have supported him. Evolving him. Into anything else. Right. right. If she would have supported his vision, I think that personally, Angela would have just been maybe more so a phase or Angie probably wouldn't even came and been able to come into the picture as strong as she was. You know what I'm saying? This man, this man showing up outside of her apartment when she walking out, here your cup of coffee. Coffee, right. When you, you know, walking, walking her to her, uh, her cab, walking her to, um, you know, walking her to a government, a government issued vehicle, meeting up with her for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Public I, intimacy. Public intimacy. Right. Kissing her out all of, of the restaurant and shit. Exactly. All of that is something when you truly care about a person. That person is in your mind then. You know what I'm saying? They always, they stuck in your mind. I think if Tasha would have supported his vision instead of seeing him as ghosts and seeing what James wanted to do, and you know what? I you think it would have been a problem. You own something right there, big bro, because she never referred to him other than ghost. Even at home, she always called him ghost. In her conversations with Tommy, in her conversations with him, she always referred to him as ghost. But my name is James. I want to be James. Right. You know, and I think he referred to her as Tasha. He referred everyone refer, he referred to everyone else by their name. But he always got referred to as ghost. So, like, this is all you see me as an ignorant-ass hot boy, street boy. That's all I am, a corner boy. That's that's what my family views me as. But I'm a father. I'm a business owner. I'm a husband, you know. And I think that Ghost wanted to have more layers to himself. He wanted to be more than Ghost. Right. And I think personally, I think personally in future seasons, we're going to see Ghost tend to – and this is just my this is just my my opinion and my hunch on what we are going to see happen in future seasons. I actually think that we're going to see ghosts become more of James and outgrow Tasha. You know what I'm saying? Um, it almost seems that way now. It almost seems that way now that they're growing apart, even before. Angela, even before Angela, even before that night she stepped in the club, you saw the disconnect between him and Tasha. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in the club wilding out with Keisha, and and I mean, but you also have to assume that there's an age difference between Ghost and Tasha. If I had to take a guess, I would think that would probably be anywhere from a four to five year age gap between Ghost and Tasha. Ghost seems a little bit more mature. And thought process that Tasha Tasha seems to be a little bit young minded, high schoolish, right? So to speak, you know, she's all about having a good time, turning up, spreading her legs, shopping. You know, we do see some aspects of her being a mother with her children, but for the most part, her role as a wife is more so centered around being a, a, a street wife. Right, you know, and I think it's I, I think it's dope as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I think it's dope as fuck to have a wife that's in the life with you, and she's down for whatever. She's mm-hmm. truly a ride or die. No Don't doubt. Get me wrong, I like that. I like the codes that they have. Tasha, I got something that you need to put in the oven, or I need I got something you need to take out of the oven before it burns. Like I, I like that. I, I I thought that shit was dope as fuck. That they they have a way of communicating without saying what needs to be said. I right. The understood is the understood doesn't need to be explained. Said, and I think yes. and I think that I think that I got you know being all in all honesty, I think that I have to give Tasha credit on one on a couple of things. Like you said, Tasha was a Tasha was a ride or die, so I got to give her credit on that. 
I also have to give Tasha credit on, you know, knowing that her husband is in the life and at any given time he can get wiped out or get locked up, but you holding the house down. I got to give her credit to, you know, being able to manage manage the money well. You know what I'm saying? Manage it. You know what I'm saying? Even though she know I got all this money sitting in the bank, I can go take my homegirls, blow a bag, lead a country, whatever, whatever, whatever. You seen her shopping, but she was more so shopping. She would go buy her maybe a bag or something or whatever, but she was always buying for the kids. The kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. So I, you know what I'm saying? I can definitely appreciate her on that. And you know what I'm saying? To go that's back what to- she said, but that's, that's, that's what she said. She always said she needed money for the kids. Right on these new clothes. To read these, this, right. this, and that. But you but, see her at the Gucci store. She's in Givenchy, Giuseppe's. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I will go and say this, you know, go back, going back to what you said when you say uh, they were probably had a, a age gap. I can tell you one thing that was older than Ghost was that dusty ass wig she had on, you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you she know, done two seasons already, man. Yeah, I don't think it, you know, like it's time, it's time for it's time for a new hairdo. You know, you had it's time for a new. It's time for a new look. <laughs> she had that street girl with money look. Right. You know what I'm saying? She had that street girl with money look. I mean, she's in New York. You're living in a penthouse. So just like ghosts with the with the with the nice suits, you right. know, designer suits, and you know, they're riding around in the escalade, they have a driver. Upgrade your dress. This is like he told her that night, hey, you need to come to the club dressed like you own the place, not like you're trying to get in for free. Look how she walked around the house with the fucking fur vest on all the goddamn time and mm-hmm. the little sneaker wedges and shit. Like, I mean, I get it. She didn't really have no reason to dress up or whatever the case may be. But like the episode, she went to the fucking bank, yo. I didn't feel like that outfit fit going to a Wall Street bank. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? She has on a, leather, a black leather corset. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eight-inch stilettos. I mean... What do you look like here? You and checking the bank and checking the bank for the money, you know, and that's what I'm saying. And coming man. in like, with a duffel bag to put into the bank. I mean, so you, to you me, know. you need to be able to turn that shit on and off like Ghost did. When Ghost got ready to do work, we saw him put on his murder kit. He put on his murder outfit. He got his Tims on. He got his bubble vest on. He's dressed in all black. Okay, that, that's what he's getting ready to do work. But when he's perpetuating and he's personifying, then he is more so blending in right. with the environment that he's trying to move in right now. Y'all live in a motherfucking penthouse, and you still look like you a hood chick. Right, and that's what I'm. That's what I think. Uh, you know, really starting to, you can see the push away away from you know Tasha and more into Angie because, you know, Angie would go out. You know, as you see. And as they get closer in season two, Angie was taking runs with with, with James, you know, and she invested in the things that she invested he exactly, exactly. And that's my thing. Like, what you know, every woman should do for her man, what every woman should do for a man, just like a, a woman wants a man to invest in the things that interest her and the things that help her and make her happy, a woman needs to do the same for a man. Invest in something that's meaningful to me. Meaningful to me. If she didn't do nothing but take her dusty ass down into that motherfucking club and help set the motherfucker up for the night. Help count the fucking money. Right, go out there and count it. Right, and like he said. Help keep the books. If she didn't do anything else for his man. And just to piggyback off. Share his moment. Right, and just to piggyback off what you were saying, I think that personally, like you said, you know, like he like he told her, he said, dress like you own the club, not like you trying to get in for free. If she would have came right. down there with him at the club at Truth and just tried, you know what I'm saying, basically called shots with him and stood by his side, I think that personally, you know, some of these issues we would have never seen, you know what I'm saying? We would have never seen, you know? I think that, you know, like you said... What I didn't understand is we're starting to get glimpses of her in her accounting experience. Obviously, she's good with math. She's good with numbers or whatever. She right. set up all their uh, LLCs. She set up all their fake 
accounts and their fake businesses and all that good stuff. So she's good at that. So, okay, I have a business. She should have been keeping the books for the Right, business. right. No doubt. No doubt. I agree with that. That would have given I, her I a that. purpose. That would have given her a purpose. That would have given her fulfillment. That would have gave her involvement in both sides of the business. You're helping Tommy clean the money. Okay, you run into deposits. This man's the face. Okay, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about they could have been a network together that operated on different channels. Right. Okay, this network is a parent network right here. The drug organization is the parent network that everything else is a subsidiary under. Right. Okay, true. It's a subsidiary. The washing folds, that's a subsidiary. Okay. Hey, Tasha, you know what? You open a business to clean even more money. Exactly. Better yet, she could have opened her a CPA firm. I mean, it's a TV show. I get it. We only got an hour and eight episodes to do storytelling. But the schema thing is, I hear so many people talk about how Tasha is so much of a victim. She's part of the problem. Yep. She's part of the problem that forced her husband to leave their family, their marriage. Yep. And I now, personally... speaking of the nightclubs, mm -hmm. I don't like this extortion with Simon Stern. He's I can't stand it. I can't he's stand got some that racial man. undertones. I don't give a fuck what nobody's saying. I can't this nigga stand is, that he, 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 Yes, that bastard, he... I'm not going to say he don't like black people. He used black people for a means to an end. What I'm going to say is he underestimates the intelligence of a black man. Yeah, he does. Because he, does. he thinks that he, Ghost is one of his lackeys. He treats Ghost like he's one of his lackeys. Like, I own you now. I own your building. So you do what I say. Right. Okay, and no, I, I think that, like and that. I think that, I think that his, I think that his incompetence and basically, he's like you said, to look he's very, down. He's, he's very narcissistic. In that and basically, to look down on him, he like, man, this is a black man. He ain't gonna, he's not gonna see the shit that I'm pulling. Right. You know, gonna I'm gonna be able to pull, I'm gonna be able to pull this over his eyes, that over his eyes. But once he realized that, um, he wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't doing the fucking. He was getting fucked. Then that's when he kind of like, okay, um, yeah, you know. But and see, every time, he, every time, he James tried treat, he tried to treat James just like how Tasha did. They all try to control Ghost through money and wealth. And I don't know something about Ghost just doesn't seem like it's about the money for him. Don't get me wrong. I believe he likes to live the lifestyle he lives. I, I believe he, he's comfortable in his $3,000 suits and $2,000 dress pants and, and shoes. I, I, I feel like he's accustomed to the perks that come with living well. But it doesn't seem like the inspiration is for money. Because if it was about money, then I would continue to sell drugs. So okay. I don't think that his motivation is financial. But everyone tries to treat him like the money is what is going to make you dance for me. And Simon was trying to throw all these perks at him. Hey, come join my team. You'll you'll be this. You'll be that. Like you know, taking that trip to Miami wasn't shit for Ghost. You know, being able to pull that 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 lick he did in Miami to benefit him and using Angela to do that. That was smart. He used Angela to get the dirt that he needed to force the man to sign a contract. But what he did behind the scenes that Stern didn't know was he developed a bond with this dude. He developed a partnership with this dude. Like, I'm going to help you get out of your situation. We're going to help each other. We see right. each other. Exactly. And I think that's personally how, you know, I think that if... I love Tasha, the way he moves in that respect. Uh, yeah, and I think that personally if Tasha would have actually seen... You know, basically, she struck down anything that was legitimate that this man was trying to do. And I think that personally, if she would have been, you know, more so supportive in what he was trying to do and what he was trying to accomplish, I think that she could have very well been able to accomplish somehow, some way, some of the same things that Angie accomplished. Because... Angie made some major moves for him when they were down in Miami. And that move she made to get everything figured out with the club and all the issues that was going on with the one club. And he was just like, hey, look, 
it's on you, but this is what's going this is the outcome of it. Like if you if you fuck around and mess this up, this is gonna be the downfall of you. And when he basically let that be known, it was like, okay, where do I sign? Because now you got me like a deer in fucking headlights. So what do I, I hear say? a lot of people refer to Tasha as a ride or die. I don't consider her a ride or die. She's a partial ride or die because she only rides and dies for him in the drug business. A true ride or die is going to have your back in whatever you put your in. No matter what. No matter okay, what. Oh, so we running this club. This the business. Okay, so I'm going to help you out here just like I help you out in the drug business. I'm not going to just help you when it comes to doing something illegal and, and criminally involved. You know, I mean, you, you guys are running a criminal organization. So there's layers to this criminal organization. It's, it's, it's beyond drug dealing. But for her, her only interest was in the drug dealing. So if she would have helped this man in, in, in the organization, then she would have been more commonly referred to as a, a ride or die. But Tasha's riding for her fucking self. And I don't think that people see that. People think that because he cheating on her is more than the infidelity. We're, we're seeing more than infidelity here. We're not just seeing a nigga that's out here cheating. A nigga with money gonna cheat. We get that. I understand that. But it's more than just him fucking Angela. That's the yep. problem. The yep. problem exactly. is that his marriage is not supportive to what is going on in their lives. His marriage is not supportive to his goals. And Tasha and used his money dreams. to control everything. Look how she took her ass down into the school, her ignorant ass. Now, even though I agree how she handled the white folks down there at that school because they were trying to play her, once again, right. with money, oh, they got to sell drugs. If she would have presented herself as an affluent black woman, then maybe the people down there at that school would have handled her a little bit differently. But she go down there, neck weaving, uh, neck bobbing, uh, attitude, eye rolling, then that lady gonna handle you like you're a hood fucking chick. And that's what she did. So how did she defuse the situation? Oh, let me throw some money at this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's and that's the and that's the how the cookie crumbles on that one. Because... How I keep my homegirl, how I keep my homegirl, baby, check your friend. I mean, check your friend, your friend whispering in your ear about your marriage and how you need to do this and how you need to do that. How she kept Keisha in control. Let me throw this. Throw, throw his old hand-me-down bag at her. Let me give her a pair of boots or some shit. Right. So you bought people's affinity towards you. You didn't really earn it. Right. You didn't earn it through friendship. You didn't earn it through loyalty. You earned it through wealth. Right. Exactly. And I think I think that in future episodes we're gonna see more of a division with Ghost and Tasha. You know. And I think that personally, yeah, I think at this point. I think that uh, you know, eventually, I think that prenup, I think that she's going. I think that eventually, in future seasons or future episodes, however it comes and when it comes, I think that we will see that. Um, I think that we'll see uh, Tasha become more envy-hearted to Angie because Angie is getting the attention that she should be getting, but Angie is getting that that attention from Ghost. Intimately, yes. Right. I think she's going to get that. I think she's getting that attention because she's supportive of his dreams, his, dreams. his goals. Yep. You know, and he's willing to basically say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I feel, you know, and open up to her more and let her know what's going on. I'll put on. this on the line. I'll, I'll put, put this, this on, on the line. line. But you know what? Her mama ignorant as fuck. Her mama is ignorant <laughs> as fuck. Her mama is telling her. So, I respect so, so. I respect her mama because her mama keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? She like, a, she's you a know, bird too. I know she, she's I, a bird too. I know, she, I know she a goofy ass, a you know, and the bird. Yeah, I know she an old bird. She keep it. She yep. she keep it a bug though. You know what I'm saying? She know she what side. Crow. Right, she old crow. Right. She know what side that bread buttered on for damn show. She like listen, listen. James say James take care of all this, and if you know if if you leave this, what the fuck you got? You what do we got? Right. You, know you, leave, you got. You, you leave him. Have? You leave him. He leave us. Shit. Right. <laughs> right. Um. So I, I do feel like uh, 
Tasha and Ghost situation is unrepairable. Uh, it could have been repaired, but I think neither one of them lack the maturity to deal with where we're at right now. Because going back to this whole prenup, why are you taking your ass down here trying to see what the fuck you're going to get when you already know that you get nothing? I mean, you signed this agreement, which mm-hmm. goes back to Ghost's manipulation tactics. I'm sure that he fucked her, signed this, you know, promised her a marriage, give her a, a fat ass ring, you know, they got the drug money. So she's enamored with that. Yeah, I'll sign this motherfucker because this is my life. This is what my life in to be right now. So she didn't see an end. Whereas Ghost, I really felt like Ghost was just treating this just like he treats everything else. Uh, he's eventually going to be out of this. Right. He never went into this marriage, my personal opinion. He never went into this marriage with intentions to stay. Otherwise, the the verbiage in the prenup would not have been as ironclad as it was. Right. Now, he he's saying that you can never divorce me in this prenup is what he's saying. But we also know how ghosts eliminates problems too. Yep. And I don't think that I I, I think that by Tasha having the kids may have uh, gave her a little bit more time on her expiration date. But right. I always feel like that I, I feel like Tasha would have had an expiration date regardless of Angela. I don't feel like Angela is the root cause of their marriage falling apart. She's the root cause of it being fast tracked and falling apart. But as the reasoning behind it happening, I don't think that I think that was inevitable. Right. Um, so real quick, let's talk about Kanan. Mr. <laughs> Kanan Stark. What we what we got here. I mean, we're starting to see a little a little more of the backstory um, unfold where Kanan and Ghost and Tasha are concerned, and we find out that they are the ones that sent him away. So they had a hidden agenda all along to take over. So is Kanan justified with the hits? Is Kanan really justified for coming after the family now? Because at the end of the day, the family turned their back on him. It wasn't Kanan that turned his back on the family. So is the family justified in, well, excuse me, is Kanan justified in his attacks on the family? I feel like, um, I feel like personally, uh, Shit, the same way that they did Kanan is the same way. It's the same route that Ghost is going down, as you see in the first and second season. Um, you know, we know that the family, you know, Ghost, Ghost said he's, you know, he set him up because he was like a brother, so he didn't want to kill him. He wanted him to go to jail so he can basically do what he needed to do for the family to grow. Okay, now. Ghost is in this position where he's trying to grow the family, but Tasha and Tommy don't want to have that shit. So they're like, okay, well, right. So now now I need to figure out a way to eliminate them to move forward. Right. Right. I think that personally, Kanan coming out on his rise to power because I don't think he more so, uh, you know, I know he had to sit down a bit and he was a little bitter. He was a little bitter about. You know, sitting sitting in a cell, you know, but I think his what rise, you? I think I mean, his rise to power was just to fucking ruin everything. Like I'm, a, I want you to see everything fall before you before I take your ass out. I'm Team Ghost, and the reason why I'm Team Ghost, and I know people are going to really flip out when I say this, but I like the way Ghost thinks when it comes to him oh, yeah, doing business. He's an when it comes thinker. to him doing business, when it comes to outsmarting people, when it comes to having an advantage in the upper hand, that's how I like to move. I like to be three steps ahead instead of three steps behind. Yep. So in that respect, I really fucks with Ghost long way. And I, I guess that's why I like his character so much. I don't like how he goes about um, executing a lot of his plans. I feel like the execution is a little sloppy sometimes and a little not thought through, but for the most part, when it comes to having a solid plan and and how to move forward, my nigga's on point. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if if we have any college education with Ghost. I don't, I, I'm assuming that got, Ghost never went to college. I'm assuming he did finish high school. I, yeah, I, there's think, he never finished, really I think he finished high school, but 
she um Angie wanted Ghost to go away with her, and he didn't want to go away. His his thing was, man, I'm gonna be out here in these streets, you know. And I think that's where he he really wanted to do his thing. At. He like, man, look, this is what I want. I know you want school, but this is what I want. So you can have what you right, want. Right. This is what I'm about to do. So that takes me back to the whole Canyon situation. Like, I don't like the Canyon character. I don't like what he's doing to the family. Uh, I think he's he's untrustworthy. I think he's low down and dirty. And Canyon's just a real bad dude all the way around. But is he truly justified on the attacks on the family? No. The answer is yes. You think so? Ron, how would you? Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If, if it was me and you, and I set you up on the charge and sent you away from your family for 10 years, we're going to be best friends when you get out? No, I'm not. I'm just not going to take my time about setting you up. I'm just going to come out and eliminate your ass. <laughs> that, that's how that go. You know, that, that was his whole plan, but his whole plan was to, I think but that But he person, couldn't do that. He couldn't get back what was taken from him by just simply killing ghosts. He couldn't do that. The, the, the organization had a ball to a level that he didn't even understand when he got out. Remember what he said when he got out? Damn, y'all did better with me inside than y'all would have with me on the outside. So the network, the family would have never grown to this level that they grown to with Kanan's involvement. So for him to be able to take that back from them, he had to understand how that shit worked. And with that dumbass Tommy, Tommy gave him the keys to the fucking city. You taking him to y'all money spot. You taking him to y'all stash house. You taking him all around. You talking business with him about the corners that y'all having problems with moving weight. You were letting him in too close, yep. too soon. And that's but what Ghost that, told him. That that's what Ghost that told him. Ghost. But that's what Ghost told him when he was in the uh, when he was in the uh, when they were in the club together. He said, "I want to ease Kanan back into it." He said, "You're giving him too much right now." Right, too soon, way too soon. You know, but, and uh, that was uh, that was basically like you know him him trying to give Tommy that warning. Hey, dude, stop giving him so much to what's going on because we don't know what his agenda is. We don't know what his plan is. You know, you giving him danger, too much. They got danger looming around them. You got Holly talking to the feds. You got Angela ramping up in her investigation. She's getting way too close to the truth. I mean, even though they are far off, she's getting closer than she needs to be. And then you got Ghost and Tasha's marriage falling apart. So there, there are some things that's working against the family. So I can't wait to see where this goes um, in the next season and subsequent seasons. I can't wait to see where this goes because there, there's a lot working against the family's success. Um, but I guess we need to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who's um, checking out our podcast. Um you can follow us on social media at TSF Entertainment. Um, you can follow me, RetroCG, at, um, on Instagram. Um, Jug, tell them where to find you at on social media. Uh, you, can find us, you can find me on um, social media at Juggernaut underscore of underscore souls on IG. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Dan of Souls, or um, as my Facebook name, Marvin Eves under the government. Um, back to what uh Retro was saying. Shout out to um the podcast fans, everybody that's tuning in and listening. Um, but, uh, we uh our brother uh you know Jack of Jordan's had an off day tonight. You know what I'm saying? So we go we ahead and rock the show. We right, we got bro. you, bro. We gonna rock the show out. You know, um, be looking forward for him coming back um Sunday on our um. Our recap of uh more uh, more um talk on the power, show power. Um, looking forward to more podcast dropping more more gems and more podcast info and intel. You know, and we just want y'all to co- continue to support us and everything that we do. Um, y'all already know it's so for it's the soul firm versus everybody. 
you know how it go. You know what we you know what we're about. You know what we're trying to do. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know us, we are avid sneakerheads. We are avid sneakerheads. Don't get it twisted. We we doing a podcast about power because that's our favorite show we rocking with. But we are going to do other content that's related to um, some of the other things that we're passionate about. No doubt, no we're, doubt. We're, we're content creators. So we're into music production. We're into um, the whole fashion. We're into a lot of different things. So our our love for this show forced us to start this podcast. But in in future episodes of TSF Entertainment Podcast, you will see where you will hear. um, We will talk about a variety of different things that are going on in our lives, um, in the brand. Uh, We got Dinner Souls and the Soul Firm. Those are two passionate brands that we're growing right now that that have different subsidiaries. We got TSF Entertainment. We got TSF Fashions. Um, we got TSF um, Family, the Fit Club. We do sneaker shows. So we, we got a little bit of everything that we we try to put our hand into. But uh, right now, our passion is sharing our love with you. So um, support us in our movement because our movement is 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 to build an empire. You know, we're going to be a consortium of different things, and uh, we want you to enjoy what we put out as far as our content. And uh, if you see us out and about at events and things like that, you know, shout us out. Um, and just stay tuned for more. We'll see you on Sunday's episode. No doubt. Later. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.